0: Welcome to Run with Horses Daily, where my goal is to help you not just survive but thrive as a follower of Jesus. Not always an easy thing, but it is a great thing to continue pursuing after our Savior. And this is kind of a an offshoot of the Run with Horses podcast. The name's taken from Jeremiah twelve five, where Jeremiah is challenged by God to stop whining and complaining about things that are not happening, how bad things are, and to run your race well. If you have run with men and they have tired you out, how will you compete with horses? I think that's a good thought for us in the spiritual life, that we have all of the same struggles and trials and difficulties that everyone in the world has. But as a follower of Jesus, we run differently. We run with a different hope. And that's part of why we can run our race well. Well, on the Run With Horses Daily, my my goal really is to share with you some of the things that I'm reading and studying and learning and thinking about. And in my devotions today, I read 1 Corinthians 1, and verse 27 is the verse that I chose to focus on today. It says, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Now, that's an interesting truth that God does often take those things that the world looks at and says that's just strange or that's that's crazy or, that's foolish you know that that has no impact and God chooses you know the people that are weak the the things that appear weak because in that weakness God's strength is revealed and it's confirmed that it is God who does the work well given that that's true that God takes these simple weak foolish things and really chooses to use those most often, then my question is why does the church keep searching for things that are bigger and flashier in the world's eyes? Because they're defining bigger and flashier and better in the same way that the world does. Simply you know, sharing God's message in an honest relationship uh, driven by love. I think that wins more than the flashy services and the big personalities that we see on stage and some of the, the large mega churches and some of the big events and all those things. I think God chooses the simple, and what will ultimately be life changing for more people is the simple truth that one person is choosing to follow Jesus and is reaching around to those people around them and saying, "Hey, I have found something that's life changing, something that's that's real, and I want to share it with you. Will you walk with me?" And as we reach around to the people we know, that we love, that we care for, and share with them our walk with God, our walk with Jesus, I think we we begin to understand Him better. And I think that's where real impact is. It's not something up on a stage that's distant to strive for, but it's that walking in the trenches together that really is life-changing. And and I think God, God really does bless uh, in those small ways, and we often feel like, you know, maybe my life doesn't count that much, or what I'm doing doesn't matter that much, but God uses those little things, and I think that's important. In some of my reading recently, I found a book in the church library. It's called Spiritual Maturity by J. Oswald Sanders, and I've enjoyed it. It is it is an older book. I think it's around 1965, 68, something like that. But he, he's going through a lot of really interesting things, thinking about this process of spiritual growth and things that are important to us. And one of the things that he went through in this lesson that I was reading today, the chapter, the the chapter is called Christ's Ideal of Character, and it's going through really the Sermon on the Mount and going through different aspects of that, thinking about how it reveals some of God's character and what God really cares for. But one section here is talking about that. That one phrase, blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God. And, you know, that is a, uh, that is a great thing to strive to be. You know, being, making peace is much more difficult than maintaining peace. And to be a peacemaker is going to cost more. It's going to be more difficult. It's going to be more challenging because if you require a peacemaker in a relationship, it means there's not peace there now. It means there's conflict. So being a peacemaker is being the person who steps in to help resolve conflict and bring peace into the relationship. And the awesome thing is that the Bible tells us that Jesus made peace by the blood of his cross. You know, he brought the potential for genuine, true, real, lasting peace in because of the cross. So we can only make peace if we have peace with God, if we have peace with Christ, you know, there's there's always a cross <laughs> in ministry. That's one of the things that he says in this chapter. When we are challenged to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him, there's always going to be a struggle. There's always going to be a, a little bit of a, a strain in every situation, every ministry, every relationship. But what a peacemaker brings in is the ability to get past the petty quarrels, the petty arguments, the petty disagreements over things that don't really matter, uh, and bring Christ into this, to bring uh, peace into it, which is that peace of God that passes understanding. You can't understand how these two people who are so different, who disagree so violently, could have peace. It's only in Jesus. And when we have that peace in our Christian relationships, I think that's part of what makes the message of the cross so attractive to the world. We see that God really changes people, that the truth of the cross really changes people. Uh, we are ushered into the presence of God, and that means we walk away different. I mean, we don't actually walk away. When, when you accept Christ, you are forever then after in the presence of God. So, to be a peacemaker takes real courage, uh, some real understanding of the peace that is offered in the cross and what that means, that that does, it affects all of our life, our relationships, it affects our thinking, our words, our actions. You know, Jesus makes a claim on our life, and if we follow him, then the things of this world that cause conflict are not so important, and that's a big part of the role of a peacemaker, to help each one understand genuine, eternal, biblical priorities. It's easy to have priorities that don't matter, that are going to distract you from things that that have value in eternity, but a peacemaker brings in this eternal viewpoint, and I think that's, that's a worthwhile goal for life, to be a peacemaker. And it's interesting because that goes on and says, for they shall be called the children of God, and what Sanders says is that the reward for the peacemaker is not to become a child of God, but to be called the child of God. For everyone who's already accepted Christ, he is already a child of God. So it's not his pedigree. It's not that he becomes a child. It's not talking about his adoption into the family of God. He's already a child, but it's his reputation that's being changed. It's his reputation that grows. As people see a peacemaker carrying out that ministry of peacemaking, of bringing peace, they see in that peacemaker the image of Christ, and they recognize his Father in him. You know, when we bring peace, when we bring uh, the truth of God's Word into any relationship, into uh, any situation, as we're doing that, we are the most like Jesus, and that's our goal. And we understand that the Holy Spirit is working to make us like Christ. The Bible is giving us clear instructions to help us to understand what it means to live like Christ, what priorities He has, and what priorities we should have, and what things we should flee from, what things we should pursue. And as we do that and then carry that into the world, carry that into other people's lives, when we're doing that, we are the most like Jesus. Because He came and inserted uh, deity, inserted God into this world and into the lives of men. And He brought truth. He brought an example of genuine love and humility. Uh, He brought an example of someone who cared about other people who had that compassion. So when we invest in others, when we contribute to their spiritual growth, when we bring in uh, this love and humility and help other people to be at peace, both with God and with each other, we're acting like Jesus. We're acting like our Father. And I think that's a, that's a great thing. That's a great thought. You know, I want to be a peacemaker in every situation. I want my life to be surrounded by people who are not focusing on the fault Faults and flaws in each other, but they're focusing on Christ and what He is doing in their life, and how He is drawing them ever on into eternity, preparing them for this fellowship, uh, building up his family of these uh, family of men and women who are are devoted to him, who fellowship with each other and who fellowship with him, and who reflect perfectly the glory of God as Jesus did. That's her goal. Uh, That's just a neat, encouraging chapter for me today. Hopefully it was encouraging to you as well. Have a good one.